You're listening to The Red Tales, the Moddy Body Red podcast, which candidly celebrates the messy and iconic parts of our teenage years and our bodies. From juggling changing friendship groups, dealing with first heartbreaks, and waking up to changing body parts, our teenage years are filled with the most defining and often cringeworthy moments of our lives. Luckily, we're not alone. Moddy Body Red is the sustainable, easy to use period underwear for tweens and teens. It gives us the best protection against period leaks and stains, so we can ditch the pads and get on with living our best lives. I'm Sasha Meany, your host, and every fortnight I'll be joined by a young Aussie who isn't afraid to open up about the all-too-relatable moments from their teenage years and how they lived to tell the tale. Spoiler alert, make sure you listen to the very end of each podcast as we'll share with you our special Moddy Body discount code. have a love-hate relationship with period tracking apps. I love how I can track my period and I hate how I can track my period. It's the worst kind of double booking. Your period starts the day of a big event, a holiday, or even worse, during a camping trip. There's been so many moments in my life where I thought, why has my period chosen to arrive at this exact moment? Now I'm challenging myself to think, why should my menstrual cycle change this moment in the first place? In today's episode, we sit down with national fencer Violet Hull as she recounts her experience competing on her period and how to practice self-care when it hits. Welcome to the podcast, Violet. Thank you. How are you today? I'm very good. And Thank from you. what I hear, you are a a bit of an athlete. I am. Yes, I do fencing, yes. so I stab people, um, <laughs> and it's completely safe. I and sport. <laughs> best way for you to do it, I guess. So, when did you start play? Like, start fencing? I started fencing in year seven. At first, I was pretty bad because it's very specific skill, so I didn't know what I was doing. But after a while of going, I realized when you practice things, you get better. And then when you get better, you know, I started getting points and it was super fun. And I ended up on the national team. Wow. Wow. When did you end up in the national team? That's a great question. I'd say probably two or three years after starting. It's it's a small sport in Australia. Um, Yeah. And I'm lucky my coach is the national coach, so... Oh yeah, that really helped. You knew, you knew um, the right people in the right yeah, places. Yeah, exactly. But I'm sure you're also very good at it. What drew you to the sport? My, I was dragged along by my dad and my brother. Oh. They did it. My dad did fencing um, choreography, so like acting fencing um, in New York. So he wanted to try the actual sport, and the kids came along basically. Wow. Yeah. Wait. Yeah, so went the acting fencing because I did. I mean, I told people that I did self-defense, but I actually did stage self-defense. So my kick looks really impressive, but it doesn't hurt and that kind of thing. Was that how he felt about fencing? He didn't actually know how to do the sport, but he knew how to choreograph um, a scene to look legit? Probably, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, he's pretty talented, so he was probably good at good at fencing from the beginning. But yes, he definitely knew how to do the flourishes. Yeah. Is it a predominantly... I mean, this is very binary assumption, but is it a predominantly male sport or is there a, a good mix of 
of people? It's just like most sports, it's probably, you know, there are many more guys doing it across the world, but it is, there is an incredible um, turnout for girls as well. Um, especially when you go overseas, it's just so incredible to see the women and they're so strong. And it's also, they're also really diverse because in fencing, there are so many factors that determines who wins. It's not just you have to be really strong because there's also technique, there's tactics, um, there's strength, but there's endurance. And so you actually go to World Cups and see women of like all different body types. Um, I'm really short and petite and small and just I, I would say I'm I'm short as well so I have I have a shorter reach but that also means I can be a bit more agile so things like that allowed me to actually get to such a high level and it's so beautiful just in fencing there's a kind of a custom where like you scream after a point it's it's kind of crazy especially if you've never seen it before and you walk into a competition it might be overwhelming but basically after you fight so hard for a point and you really want it so badly, after you get it, you just can't help but let out like a scream. And so you walk into the hall and you hear just like these girls just like screaming all throughout the hall. It's like intense, but it's so cathartic and like it's so empowering. I really want to ask for a demonstration, but also please don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm like worried about people's ears. It's hard to emulate. Well, yeah, I can imagine it would be just so cathartic. I mean, the first image that comes to my mind is like Solange and Beyonce's when they let out the big like, Wah! like I just, uh, I've never, I haven't screamed in a while. That's what I'm realising Yeah, now. exactly. And it feels so good. Oh, it it's really amazing. Does. And I think what you said... I, I mean, maybe you should just explain. I know we're going to talk more about, um, you know, physically how training and competing is when you have your period um, and, you know, how do you adjust and such. But could you maybe just out of interest for myself, tell me about um, how does fencing start or work? Like what's the beginning and then how do you get a point and then how many points? Do you understand what I mean? hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. So... It's two people against each other. There are teams, but we'll forget about that for now. You don't all fence at once. You basically take turns. Okay. Um, you basically go to a set of... So each bout, you go to a set of points. So either five or 15 points. So the first two five or the first to 15 will win. Um, or by time. So sets of three minutes. Um, and it's really cutthroat. If it's four all, you're doing a pool bout, it's four all the next person to get the point will win. Oh. It's not like tennis where you can, you know, have a buffer room of a point. It's it's really brutal. And it, as a result, it, it gets, like, intense emotionally as well sometimes. Um, but basically, for the weapon that I do, there are three weapons. The target is the torso area. And you have to, at the end of the weapon, which is a foil, you have to press the button on their target area. And when that happens, you're plugged into a wire and a light goes off and it goes beep. <laughs> so when I hit you on the chest, it goes beep. And that's how we know that I actually had enough force to, you know, a couple hundred to, grams of force yeah. to get the hit. Then in four, there are rules determining who in that moment was attacking and who was defending. And so if we both hit at the same time, it'll depend on who was attacking at, at the time um, on who gets the point. 
It sounds so, so futuristic. Tra- <laughs> you're, you're wired up. Is that what you're yeah, you are. It's like, it's so funny because it's like such an ancient sport, but it's yeah. also so futuristic. Like with the, it's so modern. Like it, the technology is, it's crazy. Every little wire and that, and it, and so part of preparation is also making sure your equipment is in good condition that, you know, every of the screws are tightened or, you know, your body wire isn't snapped somewhere that you don't realise. It's like there are a lot of factors. Yeah, wow. Is it taped to your arm or is it taped to the suit? I feel like I'm massively sidetracking, <laughs> but I just want to know. <laughs> so it's not actually taped at all. You do have a white jacket. You have layers and it just threads through underneath oh. and it comes out your glove on, the, on your fencing hand and it plugs into the foil. Well, as if there wasn't enough to think about. <laughs> I'm just... What we're discussing is how does having your period and realising that you need to just get on with your life and compete with your period. Have you competed on your period before? A hundred percent. You know, yeah. it it will happen. It does happen. And I remember the first time it happened, I didn't know why I was feeling tired and fatigued. So I think it was an under-15s national championship. And I was feeling good with my fencing at the time. I was really ready to get a good result. And I just fell a bit flat. I was fatigued and I was tired. Um, and I wasn't fencing how I felt I could. And this happens a lot. But, you know, after you get knocked out, it's really brutal. You know, you get knocked out in the elimination round and you're like crying and you're like, oh, why did this happen? You know, I just want to do better. And it's it's really it's a good experience to have those difficult moments because then you learn resilience. But I remember I was in that state and I think a coach, you know, asked me, like, I notice a difference in how you're moving, you know, are you possibly like menstruating? And I was like, well, yeah. And he was like, well, that, that could be a factor here. So this was coming from somebody who doesn't have a period. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's so relevant for female athletes. You know, it, you just need to know when. If you're training one, then you yeah. have to understand that that's going to take a certain amount of energy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And 15 and national championships, there's a lot of like alarm bells ringing for me where it's this would be so nerve-wracking and just such a high, high-pressure scenario. I don't want to say high stakes because maybe the stakes are high, but I also feel at 15, everything feels like it's going to be the end of the world. Yeah. How did you, how did you cope? Like were you, how did you cope through that period? Do you remember it all? Yeah, I mean, those types of competitions happen a lot. Um, And so you just kind of get, this may be weird, but, you know, you get used to it. And by that, I mean, you know, you eventually know when it's happening that it will end and you will feel better, you know, say the next day when you wake up or you'll have a talk with someone who will really encourage you and then you'll feel better. Or you'll reflect on what mistakes you made or what things in your technique you need to fix for the next time. And I always just try to focus on that. But when it's happening, you're crying, you're upset because you wanted to do better. After you've been through that a couple of times, you know that you will feel better. So just trusting like the, just trusting, yeah, the learning process. Or even like my grandmother always says to me, um, all good things come to an end, but so do all bad things. (laughs) Exactly. And so you've just got to like let it pass, like roll off. I don't want to say water off a duck's back because I feel like that's trivialising it. It's not like that. But, you know, just moving 
with it rather than against it. Yeah, I think and it's actually one of the best parts of, about the, doing a sport at a high level, I feel, is the life lessons you learn. It's not just a sport. You are learning how to have challenges and deal with them, face them and overcome them. And, you know, I've I've had a pretty great, you know, upbringing and life. So I'm really grateful for the challenges that I've had through fencing that aren't just, you know, emotional, like physically, it's like you're sprinting in a squat sometimes, like, and it's an anaerobic fitness. So it's not, you can't just like train for it by not fencing. You kind of need to like fence a lot and you're like heart is burning and, you know, you're just like sweating so much because you're in gear and your legs are burning, <laughs> um, your arms tired. Yeah, I'm not like super, super strong as well. So I've had to really push through a lot of physical um, stress. But it, when you get to like a moment where you're in peak performance, it just feels so good to be to be strong and fit and stab someone. <laughs> <laughs> and with your, when you are menstruating and you are either training or competing, are there anything... Is there anything that you do as a kind of preconditioning to, you know, minimise um, the effects? Like if you know you're going to feel tired, is there something that you do? A hundred percent. So hydrating is so, so important. I find that on my period, I just don't, the hydration doesn't just like go into my body. Um, so I need to have, um, I need to hydrate from the day before or even just the the whole week before I'm training and competing. I need to sleep well. And I mean, a lot of girls are iron deficient on their period. So I, especially when I first started going on, uh, having my period while competing, I went to the doctor to just get advice. And, and I f- did a blood test and found out that yes, like when I was menstruating, I tended to be iron deficient. So taking iron tablets or supplements or whatever you call them, iron um, really helps Um, just feel less, you know, fatigued and sometimes like dizzy. But I also, if I'm like super, um, you know, just feeling a bit drowsy or something, I won't push myself super, super hard in training. You know, it's just not worth it. It's worth just, yeah, just resting for a bit. Is there anything that you do after training um, to kind of mellow, mellow out that stress? Yeah, stretch. Stretch? <laughs> stretch. And um, I'd like to say meditate. I don't do it as often as I'd like because of the schedule of things. But just even having 10 minutes at the end of a session to just stretch on a mat or anywhere and even just lie there for a minute and just breathe and just not really worry about anything, it changes the whole session it makes that whole training session so much better and it makes you able to go in the next day refreshed and just in touch with your body how often do you train man um I train like five days a week yeah for how much time um I'd say two to three hours each time so that's actually not a lot compared to the people I compete against overseas um, a lot of people are like getting paid to do it as well. So they're training just full time. Um, but yeah, that's sometimes I have a fencing session. Other times I just have a lesson um, and it's a lot more low key. But yeah, it's quite awful. That's a huge commitment. <laughs> it is really it, is. Is it like 
amazing to go overseas to these like competitions and be around people who are also putting the same amount of investment in as you. 100%, yes. And you kind of bond with, you know, your competitors overseas. I've made so many amazing friends because you all have this experience. We all have to make sacrifices, like whether that's saying no to going out with your friends or something. Um, But yeah, it's such a shared experience. It really is. That's incredible. And do you have little in-jokes? Like, is there a fencing (laughs) in-joke that you can tell us? Um, Oh, damn. I'm not really sure. Um... Yeah, I mean, but it might be a bit too niche. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like when it comes to like the rules of priority that determine, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's <laughs> okay. You don't have to have Fence- it. Well, also like fencers just tend to be like really interesting people. Okay. I don't know why. It just tends to attract really like smart or just really interesting people. So that's been an amazing, you know, community that I've had. Well, even how you got there through your dad and your brother and your dad having done it as, as like a staged performance stuff beforehand. Um, does your brother, like that's an interesting story. Does your brother still fence? He does, yeah. And we train together sometimes and he's crazy with his sensing. Like he's so creative. He made up some move where like he like holds his arm a different way. Um, and it's been like, I remember the first time I actually had a fight with him was when we were fencing. I think because you just get so worked up in the moment. You know, it's really just the sport is quite like cutthroat. You know, you need to get the point. And I was like, I think I cried one of the times we fenced and I was upset, but we talked about it and it was fine. And now we have a really good training. It's good to fence him. So do you do mixed, uh, mixed competitions? Oh. Yeah, it's one of them like... It's really unique about fencing We because of, like, all those factors, like, girls can really compete with guys. I mean, of course, there's a bit different, like, strength and style between the two, but I train with guys every single day. Um, what yeah, was that like? Mix. What was that like at a young age to now? Has Have you become a bit more comfortable? It, like you said, you have your own style and you're fighting people who have their a different style. And I can imagine at a young age it's, quite irritating to be like well I can't do that one or or that person's bigger than me and I can't like I can't come at somebody like that have you grown more comfortable within your strengths definitely I I think it's more just I've found out what they were um it's you're right it is so frustrating when you're starting off you're like but what if what if she parries what do I do and the coach is like you need to figure it out by yourself like you need to (laughs) actually just keep practicing and you'll figure it out but Yes, I've, it's always, with fencing, it's always about ta- tailoring it to the specific person because we all have, it's like Pokemon, you know, you have different strengths in different areas, you know, I'm short, but, you know, maybe I can go a bit faster than my opponent or, you know, move in and out of her distance, things like that. So I've definitely learned a lot about my, myself and my style and I think I'm finding my own. Your own groove. And you would probably, uh, this might not be, you know, the know your own weak spots and how to like and how to counter those things. Oh my god, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I my weak spot is kind of like is actually focus, like lapsing in and out of focus and things like that. And it's really zen. Like you kind of have to get to a state where you're thinking but not thinking. Yeah. Sure. Otherwise, because if you think too much, you're too inhibited. Yeah. You can't react in that split second. It's 
it's really zen yeah is that harder when you're on your period sorry i don't like yeah. using it well, i feel like such a mansplainer <laughs> thing where it's like um, when you get your period do, do you suck no like, that's i'm so happy to talk about that yes like it it actually is a bit harder i find i get a little bit more emotional and when you make a mistake normally i just kind of keep fencing but when i'm on my period i tend to get a little bit more frustrated about it and when you're worrying about the last point that you just did you're not going to fence as well the next point so I I do find that and then I also find that you know I tend to be a little bit more tired um and for that reason when it came to competing overseas I after talking to my doctor I decided to go on the pill to control when I was on my period and when I wasn't um just because you know we're investing so much I spend so much time training so much money on equipment and flights and travel that it's it just became another factor that I needed to tweak for my performance um yeah and like you said it's what I think after all that training and such you know you said when I'm training and I'm on my period I just don't you know, I'll, I'll go a little bit easier on myself. Can't really afford that in a competition yeah, on, a national, exactly. on an international level. Yeah, you it's probably, world champs, <laughs> yeah. there's only one comp. You, you, know? you don't want to have to be thinking about that yeah. right now. And another quick question is with training, do you wear any like special, if you have your period, do you wear like extra extra protect like protection is not the right word <laughs> yeah yeah I, I, I mean I have to um I used to um go my go-to is tampons and then maybe an extra pad if I was super heavy um but I recently tried period underwear and I'm kind of obsessed so uh that's definitely going to be another backup like I have bled through my gear before yeah um at training uh thankfully so it's pretty chill but um it that's not even a bad thing either. It's just a bit of a hassle to wash it out. Um, but you definitely need a little bit more just to be sure as well that when you're fencing, you don't have to worry about it like at all. Yeah. And lastly, you were saying, and I mean, I would like to know your advice because I struggle with this. When you are fencing and something happens, like you don't get the point you wanted or you get, you lose it, like they gain a point on you. How do you reorient yourself immediately because I'm assuming you don't get much time between each bout no. is that the uh, right uh, word each point each so point? a bout is made up of, a of multiple points, points. so yeah. between each point how do you reorient yourself damn yeah that's like that's a that's one of the things that is like so crucial um I think I take a deep breath I do for a moment think about what I did wrong and what I can do better, but you can't stress about it. And of course I have in the past. So, you know, it just depends on the day. Hopefully I'm, I'm able to just acknowledge what I need to improve on for the next point and focus on that. Focus. I'm always thinking about what I, what I have to do for the best outcome in the next point. You can't just focus on the negative because then you're like, oh, I didn't, what's wrong with me? Like I did that. I knew that was going to happen. So no, you can't, you have to be like, okay, that happened. So I need to do this. Boom. And then you're already fencing again. (laughs) Well, I think it's great advice, even if it wasn't applied to fencing for me. (laughs) Thank you. Same with life. (laughs) Yeah. Same with life. Thank you so much for joining us. My absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Listening to your body is always important, but especially when you're exercising on your cycle. 
Taking care of your mental, physical and emotional well-being during our menstrual cycle doesn't have to be complicated or expensive. Here are three go-to tips for getting through exercising while on your cycle. One, wear supportive and comfortable clothing. Periods are uncomfortable, so feeling secure and protected during them can help ease some of the worries and uncomfortability that can arise. Investing in a good pair of compression leggings and of course, a pair of Modi Body Red period underwear can help you feel comfortable and 100% secure as you move around. Two, don't worry about doing your best. Do what you feel is right. If you're planning to exercise on your period, listen to your body. You don't need to lift the heaviest weights or run the furthest distance. Your best is the best you can do on any given day. You might have the energy to go hard and be feeling on top of the world. Or you might be feeling sluggish and want to relax and go for a walk instead. Listen to how your body is feeling and structure movement around that. Three, treat yourself to some pampering when you're done. Eat the chocolate, have a bath, do some skincare. After exercising on your period, take the time to reward yourself and do what you enjoy. Periods can take a lot away from us, but they don't have to rid us from the simple pleasures. Thanks for listening to The Red Tales, the Muddy Body Red podcast. If you enjoyed tuning in to today's episode, related a bit too much to the story, or learned something new, please subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. If you're curious about our underwear and you'd love to give it a try, head to our website and use our exclusive code REDTAILS15 for 15% off. You can even join the Red Squad by signing up on our website to receive exclusive VIP offers. Lastly, to keep up with all things Red, make sure to follow us on Instagram at modibody_red. underscore Red. Remember, life is messy, but your period doesn't have to be. Hold up. 